Don't this shit make a nigga wanna Let's go Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number five of the Bronx Bias Podcast. I am your host. My name is Denzel. Thank you guys so much for continuing to listen, for continuing to subscribe, for continuing to be active and uh, engaged and uh, continuing to reach out to me and continuing just to support this early, early stage of this show. Um, That was... Past the Carvassier by Buster Rhymes off the album Genesis. And Buster Rhymes don't get enough credit. He don't get enough credit. He had, he from, I think he came out in like 92. From 92 to like 08, maybe 09 even. He was just consistently a hit maker. Like, we can't, we don't even talk about how many hits Buster Rhymes has. When you think about it. Mad hits, mad hits. Shout out to Buster Rhymes. We're going to have a great pod. Let's go. So, of course, we start every pod with my favorite segment of the show, Bronx Facts. This is just one fact about the Bronx, New York, uh, that people may not know uh, that I like to start each show with just to give information about the borough that I love. All right. So this is a contribution fact about the Bronx. Stanley Kubrick, an American director, frequently cited as one of the most influential filmmakers in cinematic history with films such as Dr. Strangelove, 2001, A Space Odyssey, The Shining, Eyes Wide Shut, and Full Metal Jacket, was raised in the Bronx, New York. He actually went to William Howard Taft High School. Filmmakers and movie buffs alike credit Kubrick's uh, diverse filmmaking style, his traumatic storytelling and picture painting as one of the most inspirational, inspiring and influential filmmakers of the 20th and 21st centuries with impact wide reaching across the Hollywood industry. That is your Bronx fact of episode number five. Yes! Yes! So now, like Buster Rhymes, we're going to start with this shit that's got all these niggas jumping. The coronavirus. No! No! China and the rest of the world is in the midst of an epidemic caused by an emergent strain of the coronavirus. A cluster of unusual pneumonia patients was first detected in late December, and the new coronavirus was officially identified as the reason on January the 8th. Coronavirus, or SARS-CoV, appear to originate in animals, which makes them zoonoses, diseases that can jump between humans and other animals. 
It was originally linked to bat viruses that can spread to other animals and then which then expose them to humans. While the species differ, the disease relies on the same fundamental premise, access and ability. Can the virus reach the cells of its host and can the virus's proteins recognize and bind to structures known as receptors on those cells? Coronaviruses have become quite adept to figuring out how to use these receptors to gain entry into their host cells. The viruses use a surface protein called glycoprotein, which is a protein with sugars attached called the spike to bind to host cells. This protein gives the virus a crown-like appearance, which is where the name corona comes from. Now, uh, the, the CDC has, has uh, come out with various statements. Uh, they say, quote, there is no current vaccine to prevent the coronavirus disease of 2019, and the best way to prevent the illness is to avoid being exposed. However, as a reminder, the CDC always recommends everyday activities such as avoid contact with people who are affected, stay home when you are sick, avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth, cover your sneezes and coughs, clean and disinfect regularly touched surfaces, and use a face mask. Also, to wash your hands with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. So, that's just the basic meat and potatoes of the virus. But now, here's where the opinions come in. Because I have a lot of opinions on this. So, um, first is, one, yes, please, regular hygiene should always be used. I don't see why, like, now people are, like, up in arms. Oh, wash your hands and do all this and be clean and like that should be number one that's how y'all was supposed to be raised but anyway um first i before i even get into the the deep 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 shit that i think is related to this virus one please be safe out there number one like let's let's not be affected by it i believe um numerous countries are affected it's not it started in china apparently and i again i don't know but based off the facts um people were eating bats like in china they were eating bat like look like bat soup or something just a bowl like of broth with a bat inside of it and they were eating it so i, I would imagine <laughs> you know that that is the where the uh the big start of it came from just those people eating it and then spreading it from one to another and then blah 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 but uh the total number of global cases of people affected with this virus is a hundred thousand including 30 more than 3400 fatalities and nearly 56,000 discharged patients that's a red flag right there 56,000 discharged patients uh South Korea's cases rise, rose to more than 7,000. 7, France and Germany report over 6,000. I'm, no, I'm sorry, not 6,000. 600 each in France and Germany. And the U.S. death toll reached 17. Um, now, here's where we can get fun. Because that's all the uh, disclaimers and all the facts about the virus and what the organizations recommend to stay safe and unaffected but now here's where i go into conspiracy man 
conspiracy man Denzel is here. First, <clears throat> the way that the virus is spread is between humans, I mean animals and humans, right? And linked to bats. Number one, the people in China. Why are you eating bats? That's number one. Why are you even eating that? Boom. That's number one. Number two, of course, the, the basic spread of the disease, aside from humans and animals, is human to human, right? China confirmed that the virus was out in late December. Like, this is a strain of virus that is out and affecting people. Number one, how were so many people allowed to leave China? That's number one. Now, again, like if you're, of course, if you have a dual citizenship or if you were on there on business or on leisure, whatever the case, the, of course, the airports or the embassies or TSA or whomever can't say you can't leave. But there has to be there should have been a standard procedure in testing before exit of the country. That's just common sense. If I know that I have a cold. If I don't want to infect anyone with my cold, I stay my ass in the house. <laughs> That's just common sense. So how many how were so many people then allowed to leave China and just go either to their native countries or come over here to the States? That's number one. Number two. I think it's very interesting. Because a lot of uh, a lot of uh Things are affected by China or Chinese economy, right? Stocks, uh, trade, tariffs, shit like that. All the things that affect money, basically. In America, you know, we give the thing that we give a fuck about the most is money. Stock markets is crashing and all that. Do I? And again, I'm not. I'm not no <laughs> economist or whatever the word. I think it's interesting. It's election season. That's number one. Number two, you already know who we got in office and his beefs with China. Number three, the U.S. is in debt in trillions of dollars to China. And I just and number four, the Chinese economy affects the U.S. economy the most. So with this virus. And then the spread of the virus and then the way it affects the economy, I think it's all tied together. Again, see, I'm, I'm in conspiracy man bag, so this is not for the faint of heart. I, I believe that the virus was, I don't want to say implanted because I don't think it was implanted. But I think that once it out, once it broke out, there was no effort to stop the spread of the virus to one affect other countries and to affect America. And I think that these types of things, these types of outbreaks of diseases and all these other things are always or not always, but they're never an accident. That's what I think. And the same way how remember Ebola came and Zika came and H1N1 swine flu came and bird flu came and all these things came and then went, came and went. It's like none of this shit 
looks like it's on accident to me, at least to me. And I think that when countries or regimes or whatever have so much global power that certain certain epidemics are never an accident, right? Again, because the coronavirus is not a new virus. If if you are listening and you have maybe, let's say, a normal Lysol or Clorox or any type of disinfecting wipe, I suggest you look on the back because I did this also. Look on the back of the label. It tells you the viruses that the wipes kill. On each one, it says coronavirus. So this is not a new thing. This is not a new virus. Of course, this is a more maybe advanced version of the virus, an adapted version of the virus. But this is not a new virus. Right. I think it's very, very interesting that because China controls so much of the world economy, because China has one of the biggest populations and because it is a one election season and we have that bozo in office. All of these things like together in the blender make this virus happen. Like I don't I could easily see it how China says, oh, you know, this guy talks so much ish about us. We're going to show you what China can do to the world. I could easily see it as like a population control thing. Because, you know, they have a billion people over there. They had laws where you could only have one child for a long time in China um, just to keep the population down. And the disease can spread very fast over there because there's so many people. And with these viruses and diseases in my lifetime, I just named four or five epidemics. That's not even counting when the we had an outbreak of like West Nile in some cases and shit like that. Like I, and I also think that this is a a ploy by big, like pharmaceuticals or medical or whatever companies to make you so scared that you go get a vaccine. Like I don't, I guess I had to figure out a better way to word it. Like, I think that a lot of medicine is inspired by fear, right? Like, and the big medicine or pharmaceutical companies don't benefit if you're cured. They benefit if you're sick and treating sickness, right? And every year, you know, they call the same thing, get the flu shot and all that shit, right? Just to put the shit in you and all that. And I just think that this, these latest viruses or epidemics are all plans to either control population to keep you sick and treating to affect pockets or it's just a ploy by overseas regimes to show their strength or to show this bozo that we got sitting in the white house that don't fuck with us or we could do some shit to fuck up the world basically like i think that None of these things, again, to repeat, none of these things happen by accident. And um, I just think that when certain when certain very powerful organizations decide to do something. Shit like that, shit like this happens. So 
Um, I want to, again, tell everyone, please stay safe. Please uh, use these uh, guidelines given by the CDC, which is to <clears throat> which is to avoid contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your mouth when you sneeze or cough. Throw tissues away into the trash. Clean and disinfect frequently touched areas. Wear a face mask. Wash your hands often with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. But other than those preventative things, just keep your third eye open, man. Keep your third eye open. That's <laughs> that's how I'm going to end <laughs> the Conspiracy Man segment. Keep your third eye open, and uh, at least in the States... I feel so bad for all the white people that are going to be affected by this disease. Because <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't know any black person that was affected by, at least in America, U.S., Ebola, West Nile, Zika, uh, H1N1, swine flu, bird flu. So I think we're good. So again, this is for all my gringos out there. Y'all especially stay safe. You can follow me and you can hit me up on Instagram and Twitter at Rogers Neighborhood. Instagram is R-O-D-G-E-R-S. Neighborhood N-E-I-G-H-B-O-R-H-O-O-D. Twitter is Rogers Neighborhood. R-O-D-G-E-R-S-N-G-H-B-R-H-D. No vowels in neighborhood on Twitter. And I'm repeating this again for the millionth time because um, I want you guys to be engaged, involved and uh, uh, active in listening to this pod. It's not all about me here. I want you guys to like actually like be involved with it. So I, the social media is the best uh, way to get in contact with me. Uh, if you have questions, comments, concerns, feedback, whatever. Um, and I will try. I always try my best to answer and two, three, four uh, questions that I receive from my social medias. I am very, very long winded, but uh, I try to do at least some uh, just to keep you guys like involved and engaged. And you sent to send the message like if you send me something, I ain't going to like ignore your shit. Like I will actually try and and respond to it um, on the pod. So let's answer some questions we have here. Uh, the first one says, what is something that you do better than most people? Uh, I'm going to keep this one real brief. Uh, I do. What do I do better than most people? I write with my left hand better than most people. I'm left handed. Ten percent of the population is left handed. So I do that better than most people. <laughs> that was <laughs> that's as fat. That's the fastest answer you ever going to get out of me. Uh, the second says, do you listen to other podcasts and which one do you listen to? I do. I actually listen to uh, a few, um, mainly like sports and music related. Um, I could give you a few that I listen to. I listen to the Knuckleheads podcast, uh, which is broadcast via the Players Tribune. It's two former basketball players, uh, Quentin Richardson and Darius Miles. And they do a pod uh, where they interview or just, you know, talk to f former NBA players uh, or they talk to each other about league experience and uh, shit like that. I like hearing it. They get like good guests. They have had like Shaq and Damian Lillard and 
uh, Nate Robinson, and I think they had Cove on it, and they had um, who was it? Steve Nash on it. They had Amari Stoudemire. Like they get like real NBA like guy stars, and they just talk about like their journey to the league and shit like that. Another one in the same vein is the All the Smoke podcast with Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson. Again, two former NBA players. Um, and they do pretty much the same format. Um, but they like, well, I mean, not that knuckleheads podcast is like, not like raw, like they don't cuss or nothing, but like, I really like Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson. Cause they just like two real ass, like homies, like, and they say whatever, like for real, for real, they just say whatever, like whatever is on their minds, especially Steven Jackson. They just say whatever. And they get great interviews too. They've had, um, Carrie Champion from ESPN, former ESPN. They've had Jamel Hill. They've had D Wade. They've had Kobe as well. They've had uh, who else have they had? Uh, Kevin Garnett. They've had uh, Demarcus Cousins. Like they get good, they get good um, inter- uh, people to come and do the show as well. And um, lastly is the Joe Budden podcast. I that's probably the one I listen to the most because they're the most frequent. Um, they do two shows a week. Um, it's Joe, his friends, Rory, Maul, and Parks. And um, I really like, that's the one I fuck with the most. They're like the most entertaining, the most, they do a lot, they do a lot of things well. They entertain very well, they inform very well, and they give their opinions about things very well. Um, so when I listen to them, it's like, I am entertained by it, but it's like also like, okay, I could see how I could incorporate this in my shit. Or I could see how they use this angle on this. Or I see how they like um, were able to elaborate on this point or drive this point home or get this point across. Like it's like uh, I don't want to say a blueprint because I don't want to say I'm a biter. But like it's something that you can like study. It's like something that you can study and get a lot of uh, like Im- information from or a lot of things on how to format ideas and get opinions across and um, just like put things together and make a show out of um, I really fuck with them I really like what they do over there and uh, yeah those are uh, those are just three of the pods that I, I frequently look out for I try to listen to uh, when they come out and the last is do you want to be famous? Now, this is where Denzel is going to be long-winded. Um, do I want to be famous? I think that fame is fame is fleeting. I think that it's easy to become famous. It's not easy to stay famous. Right. The word famous means just known by many people. That's the dictionary dot com definition of the word famous. You're known by many people. Right. So you can become famous literally by doing anything. You can become famous by waiting online for a shoe and the news coming up to you and talking to you. You could become famous for going viral on social media by doing a prank or making a TikTok dance or whatever. You can become famous by uh, uh, being like serving jury. Like I've seen people who've done jury cases, like write books and become famous. Like you can become famous in a, in a plethora of ways. 
But the thing about that fame is it doesn't last, right? So people who go viral on Instagram by like doing pranks or making dances or doing impressions or whatever, it don't last. You get your viral moment, you get your 15 minutes, but then if you don't have nothing in the tuck, then that's it. Like it's over for you. And I don't want that for myself. I I would say that I don't want to be famous, that I want to be successful. I want to be very successful in this space or with this platform because success lasts. When you are a success at something, that means you've overcome and achieved uh, and you can have an impact that lasts a long time. There's a difference between uh, Instagram viral prankster and a successful comedian, right? Like there's a difference between, let me think of somebody quick on Instagram. There's a difference between, uh, like Bunk, I don't know if you guys remember Bunk Gang, the guy, he would run around and yell at and then do like pranks like he would break tables or steal people's things or something like that. And then he went like, then he got all those face tattoos and shit. Like there's a difference between him and someone maybe like DC Young Fly, right? DC Young Fly started on Instagram and Twitter, but he also became a very successful stand-up comedian where he is... He does stand-up comedy. He's on Wild and Out. He's um he is in he does movies like you see him in like bit parts of like Almost Christmas or How High Two or like shit like that. Like he's building success from starting off as a social media star. Like there's a difference. So I think that I just want to be successful and take this platform to the highest level that I can personally take it to, and then inspire others to either use me as inspiration or just pick up where I left off. Um, So fame is not something that I trust because it's so easy to become. You could literally make a meme, a meme, just like a picture of something and a funny caption, a bunch of people retweet it and you're, you get like mad traffic to your, to your profile. And maybe you get like, let's say 500 new followers or something And then if you don't make more memes, then people forget about you. So I just think that like success is something that I want more than fame. If that answers your question in a very long winded way. (laughs) So thank you again, guys, for those questions. I really appreciate it. Again, I would try my absolute, absolute best to just respond to as many as I can because I do talk a lot. So I can't do all of them, but. Uh, just as, as much as I can, um, just to keep you guys involved. Like I really like one that you guys listen, but two that you guys send questions and want to like get my opinions on shit. So again, I, I really appreciate it and keep, I encourage everyone to keep, um, sending them in. Now we're going to talk about what's the big, big deals going on in politics. Um, just not not to go super deep divey into it um i just want to talk about a few people in the on the dem side on the democratic side uh and i want to first start with <laughs> with mayor bloomberg that's how he talks in my head like that's <laughs> when mayor bloomberg talks that's the voice i hear mayor bloomberg um mayor bloomberg started he was the he's a former mayor of new york 
and a very successful man. He's a, a multi-billionaire. Uh, I believe his net worth is estimated at $61 billion, which will make him like the, in the top 15 or so of richest people in the world. And basically, Mayor Bloomberg thought that he could buy this election. And that's and that's my opinion. He spent, I want to say, five hundred million dollars uh, on this campaign. Basically, like spending it on ads, uh, like appearances, food, T-shirts, buttons, you know, just the normal campaign shit. Um, but like an exorbitant amount. So I really believe that he thought as long as he floods the marketplace with his shit and spends the money that it takes to do that, that he can conjure up support and win. Honestly, that's what I that's what I think that that he thought. He said, you know what, Lynn? I could just throw I don't have to maybe he thought that he could go on the angle like I don't have to rely on donations or corporate funding or anything like that because I fund myself. So everything that you hear from me is from me because I'm self-funded. I don't rely on the interests of others. A lot of politicians are backed by corporations. So, for example, let's say uh, you're a Republican and uh, an oil company supports you, right? You, They pay, let's say, I'm making it up, let's say the oil company pays you or donates $30 million to your campaign. With that 30 comes, you also have to do things that align with their interests. So if they want lighter taxing or if they want uh, uh, less red tape when they want to start new businesses or anything that suits them, they basically gave you that money so that you would openly support them in that. So I think that Bloomberg in his mind said, you know what? Well, I can just fund all of my shit on my own. And maybe people would like that because they say, oh, man, he's not uh, uh, riding with the interests of major corporations, which in theory makes a lot of sense. I'm not here to like say he's stupid. Like in theory, that makes a lot of sense. But the 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 bitter end came from Mayor Bloomberg uh, that last week when he only won America Samoa. In the Super Tuesday primaries, to which he then dropped out of his race. Uh, but he spent $500 million, or if you broke it up day by day in the course of his campaign, $5.6 million per day. Per day. That's crazy. Bloomberg is the richest person in American history to run for president and his campaign costs didn't even make a dent in his massive fortune. That's why he was willing to spend it. The American population is 327 million, right? If Mike Bloomberg gave each American a million dollars, I can't do math, but he would still have over a hundred million dollars left that he would have spent on this campaign that went nowhere. That's that's crazy. Like that is like when you think of wealth, like that is wealth. 
I can literally give every person in America, North America, well, not North America, I'm sorry, the United States of America, $1 million, right? And that still leaves me with over $100 million left to spend on a campaign that I ultimately get no votes from. And it doesn't even make a dent in my overall money. That is like true, 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 true wealth. Like, so, <laughs> I mean, he lost, but he ain't really lose, in my opinion. <laughs> Shout out to Maya Bloomberg. The only thing I would have wanted for Maya Bloomberg, if uh, he, um, when he resigned, you know, you do a resignation speech. I would have loved to hear him do that shit in Spanish because I don't know if you guys remember. He was the mayor of New York when uh, Hurricane Sandy came. I think that was 2012. And he wanted to showcase his Spanish speaking abilities. And <laughs> he's like the worst Spanish I've ever heard. He was like, hola, mi amo, Mayor Bloomberg. Like, like that. So I found the clip of him speaking Spanish. I just want to play it because I really think this shit is hilarious. And I really wish he would have ended his campaign speaking Spanish. Uh, let me summarize today's announcement for our Spanish-speaking New Yorkers. Le pedimos a todos los New Yorkeños que se mentagan informados sobre el huracán Sandy, llamando al 311 o visitando al nyc.gov. Es probable que veamos lluevas y vientos fuertes y algunas áreas that's the funniest i swear to god that is like the funniest shit in the fucking world like mayor bloomberg speaking spanish oh my god but moving on from mayor bloomberg uh i want to talk about bernie sanders um Right now, it's a two-man race. Also, Elizabeth Warren dropped out of the Democratic race. Uh, I want to talk about Bernie Sanders and and, uh, Joe Biden. Those are the two, basically, the two uh, frontrunners for the Democratic primary. Uh, Bernie Sanders um, is an advocate of social, democratic, and progressive policies. Uh, He's known for his opposition to economic inequality. Um, he supports uh, like labor rights and universal health care and pay parental leave and tuition free college and jobs addressing climate change, reducing military spending, uh, a bunch of shit that like I agree with. Um, he's a Democrat. He's been like angry. He's like every time you watch him talk, like he's pissed off at some shit. He'd be like, oh, the just 1%, uh, they have so much wealth. Like, you know, like, he'd be tight. Like, I actually, I fuck with Bernie Sanders. Like, because, like, he'd be, he, he's, like, someone who, who don't give a fuck what you think about him. Like, he knows that America's been doing a lot of bullshit for a long time. And this ain't, like, uh, some, like, act like he puts on. Because he's been doing shit like this since he got, since he became a senator. He's a senator from Vermont. I believe he became the senator uh, in like 1990. 
uh, or House of Representative or something, and elected to the House of Representatives in like 1990, something, something like that. So he's been on his like social campaign, uh, like for justice and advocation and shit like that for a really long time. I really fuck with him. And again, the next is uh, Joe Biden, who most people know as being Barack Obama's vice president. But I don't see Joe Biden as a leader. Like, he looks like someone who's great to have to back you. Like, like if he's playing the second, the Robin role to your Batman, I think that's, I think that's suitable for him. Like, I don't, I never seen him as like the unquestioned leader, if that makes sense. Like, like, I, I don't see him that way. Like, he looks like a great second banana like if i could make a sports analogy like he's like let me think he's like uh he's like he's like a kyrie irving kyrie irving is nice like if you ever watch basketball kyrie irving is nice one of the nicest players in the league right but he no one ever looks to him to be a leader to be a leader no one ever looks to him to be unselfish no one ever looks to him to to galvanize the troops to make things happen on a vocal standpoint to lead by example but he's super 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 good at basketball like i think joe biden is a very experienced politician who has a lot of great things to offer but i never see him as no leader like i don't trust him to lead like I watch him talk, he can't even like make sentences. It doesn't seem like he can improvise or he can answer questions straight and honest. Like he always seems like he's tr- just worried about saying the wrong thing. A lot of allegations have come up. He's been inappropriate at times, like with women and a whole bunch of shit. I'm not trying to air out his dirty laundry, but I just don't see him that way. Like I don't see him be leading America or even beating Trump. That's crazy to me. The guy who was the VP under Obama can't beat Trump. I don't think he can. And what I also have noticed is a lot of the people who have dropped out of the race, the former the former Democratic candidates are supporting Biden, which is like a little shaky to me, because remember, they did the, D, the Democratic National Committee uh, via the hacks showed or were exposed to have purposely sabotage Bernie Sanders to then support Hillary Clinton who then lost to Donald Trump so listen man and and Clinton had her own dirty laundry in terms of the the way that she conducted her business or the the way that she handled political things when she was a secretary of state the first lady and a senator Joe Biden one is just in my opinion not a great leader and has a whole bunch of dirty laundry in terms of not necessarily policy but terms in behavior so if this is the same thing repeating itself we're due before another four years of donald trump let me tell you that so uh anybody out there who is not registered to vote please do so in your in your wherever you reside and do first do your research don't get your news from me because remember this is just my opinion and uh you know i i just Make sure you're educated and you educate yourself on the candidates that align with your interests. For me, I'm definitely going to use my say 
to to vote for for candidate Bernie Sanders just because a lot of the things that he preaches and again no politician is perfect I know he can't guarantee everything that he's saying but I just I really view him as a leader I view him as a true leader and after four years of this fucking bozo that we've had in office bruh I I just need to see something different and I need to see someone who actually it looks like he has the drive, the dedication, and the the just the motivation to want to change shit. And that's why I'm supporting uh, Bernie. And I really don't want to see history repeat itself again, where everyone gets on the Joe Biden train, and Joe Biden is one of the most flawed candidates out there, and then we fucking get another four years of fucking Donald Trump because they have out, they just don't want to support Bernie, and they want to support. Joe Biden like I, I really can see that shit happening again and I don't want to live another four years with this th- you know what? I'm not even gonna bash this guy in office like I really I just don't want to see that happen so uh, it's election season get informed get educated and please go out and use your say and vote uh when it comes time to do so now let's get off the serious shit let's get off the serious shit no more virus talk no more politics talk let's talk about some fun funny ass shit that has to do with one of my favorite topics to talk about music so uh (laughs) last week last week uh or two weeks ago not even last week uh the popular rap group uh, if you guys know them, Bone Thugs and Harmony, famous for songs like First of the Month, The Crossroads, uh, uh, I Tried, uh, you know, guys like that. I don't know, you know, if you guys are not familiar, you could YouTube or download stream, however you consume music, their songs, just to get an idea of who they are. They made news by deciding that they're going to change their name. Ordinarily, that happens. Musicians change names or... Uh, groups change names or groups kick members out and put new members in like that's not a um, a new thing but the reason why is really 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 worth hearing so i'm gonna read this article this is from entertainment weekly boneless thugs may sound like the least intimidating rap group of all time but that's exactly what famous hip-hop outfit bone thugs and harmony have changed their name to After 25 years, the Cleveland-born collective announced that they are changing their name to Boneless Thugs in Harmony (laughs) to promote the uh, popular restaurant chain Buffalo Wild Wings. The chain restaurant even came out with a behind-the-music-style video detailing the drama that ensued after the name change was brought up. Most of the crew got on board, rechristening themselves from Crazy Bone to Crazy Boneless, Flesh and Bone to Flesh and Boneless, and Wish Bone to Wish Boneless. <laughs> the only member to disagree was Lazy Bone, and he is quoted as saying, I ain't changing shit. It's preposterous. So, the music business is a dirty industry, right? Along with other uh, uh very profitable industries right the more you learn about it the more you see like the the dirtiness of it right so i don't know what the status of bones thugs and harmony is like uh 
you know, maybe they've fallen on hard times. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it happens. Uh, a music uh, label can get get behind you. You put your mu- your music out, but if something happens, they can literally just shut you down and stop all your streams of income, or not only stop your streams of income, uh, take the the rights or ownership of what you have done in the past right so it's a dirty game like getting into involved in the music business is a dirty game and uh if you need proof you should do a little uh research on what popular rapper meg the stallion is going through right now everybody knows meg the stallion uh she is having a dispute with her label to where she was unable to release music for a while and then had to go to court and file documents and she got a temporary lift on it. So she released an album, but her status, it will be in jeopardy based on the contract dispute that she's had. So uh, I understand that a lot of musicians, a lot of entertainers go through this, but, (laughs) and listen, if you need money, you need money. Like I'm never going to sit here and say, don't do something that's not in the interest of your pockets, especially if you need it. But like <laughs> these motherfuckers, man, they gonna be they change their day to boneless thugs in harmony <laughs> to sell chicken. <laughs> I can't, man. I cannot. I cannot. They changed the name to sell chicken, like. Oh my God! Like I mean, listen. I understand. I don't want to. I want to have empathy, and I want to try and like see. Like I, I think in in their heart of hearts, they would not want to do that. Like I think that they just want to be artists and record. But again, the perils of the music industry and a lot of people, you know, just uninformed about it. So you know, they may have really fallen on hard times, and and that's when other people try to take advantage of them. But fam boneless thugs at harmony to sell some chicken like and i've been to buffalo wild wings that shit is good like you know I, I, that shit is good chicken is good but boneless thugs and harmony bruh that sh- that shit is crazy <laughs> oh shit man listen this is all i got to say and this is the last thing I would say about Boneless Thugs and Harmony. One, I hope they have a lot of success in it and that they're able to feed their families, not only just the chicken, but other things. They get, you know, maybe they sign a very lucrative contract. Hopefully it just gives them more financial security and stability. But what would Uncle Charles think about this? <laughs> what will Uncle Charles think about this? That's all I got to ask Bone Thugs and Harmony or Boneless Thugs and Harmony. What will Uncle Charles think about this? If you don't know Uncle Charles from the famous song, The Crossroads, they're talking about people who have died and uh, that they'll see them in heaven when they reach there. That's basically the gist of the song. And at one part of the song, they say, I miss my Uncle Charles, y'all. And uh, what will Uncle Charles say about this? These niggas is bold as thugs in harmony now to sell some fucking chicken. That shit is crazy. But shout out to them, man. And shout out to Buffalo Wild Wings. And oh, man. <laughs> Boneless Thugs and Harmony, man. That shit is crazy. 
And uh, let's see here. What else we got? We got oh, we got Oprah busting ass on the stage. <laughs> uh, if you have not seen it, Oprah's like doing a um, like a speaking tour. It's called Oprah's Twenty Twenty Visions, and basically she's like doing like a motivational speaker type thing, saying do this for success, and here are some ways to change your mindset and uh, how to apply these principles and in anything that you do, and you can have success in these fields and blah blah blah. Right? That's cool. Like. You know, Oprah is a very successful person. So if she is giving free game out, well, not free game because you got to buy tickets. But if she's giving out game, I I think that it would be worth a listen. So I'm not even going to come and say, oh, what she's saying is bullshit. So but when she busted her ass on that stage, let me tell you. And, (laughs) you know, the Internet does what the Internet does. So basically, she's on the stage. She's saying uh, the first thing you need to do is have balance. And then uh, she's like, balance helps you. And she falls. <laughs> oh, shit. It was like someone put the little banana peel like oh, you see on cartoons and and uh, like I her fall down. Like that shit was really funny. And I don't care. She's old, but like, I don't give a fuck. Like you, Oprah, you bust your ass. I'm a laugh. And then, you know, the internet went in and they put, the funniest thing I've seen was they put an image of Kobe doing a crossover move and Oprah falling. <laughs> oh, shit, man. That shit was fucking hilarious. I don't care. Y'all could bash me. I don't give a fuck. That shit was hilarious. And lastly was Offset on um, the show NCIS. NCIS is a crime ish counterterrorism show where LL Cool J and his homies are like um counterterrorism agents or like just high level operatives who like fight crime and shit like that with like advanced guns and weaponry and technology and all that shit. So offset from the group Migos uh is in the show. He like got a part on it. And you know what? I honestly thought I don't think it was bad. I don't think it was that bad. To be honest, like his his delivery was a bit robotic. Like, um, I have the clip. I'm gonna play it. Um, he's like, they're talking to him. He's like, please help us, Offset. Like, a federal agent is in trouble. And he's like, no way, I cannot help you. Like, just like very robotic. You can tell he's not an actor. Um, but I thought it was cool actually. I thought like, y'all niggas talking shit. Acting is hard. Like so. But it's really funny just to hear the juxtaposition of LL Cool J and the other actors like acting and Offset just like, I cannot help you. <laughs> so I'm going to play the clip for you real quick. I thought it, I actually thought it was a good job, but I can see how people made like made fun of it a little bit. We need your help finding her. No way. Why not? I can't help you. An American citizen, a federal agent is going to be assassinated unless we save her. I've spent two years building my cover here. I help you. We save one person if we're lucky. My cover allows me to save hundreds of lives every month. We won't blow your cover. Come on. Probably just did. I expect more from you, 17 Listen, let us show you the hostage video. Just point us in the right direction. Talk to the local authorities. I mean, it wasn't really that bad, in my opinion, but it was a little robotic. Like, talk to the local authorities. Hey! <laughs> Uh, but hey man I thought it was cool and Offset if you really like want to be an actor 
shit you should keep going for it like you can't act for already you can't act and you already got on cbs and the migos were on the show atlanta uh with donald glover and lakeith stanfield as drug dealers called the amigos so it's not like they haven't acted before so hey if offset want to act god damn it who the fuck am i to say don't do that get that paper bruh I ain't mad at you. Keep getting that paper. And if they paying you money to act like that, no way I cannot help you, then be my fucking guest. I ain't no hater. So get that fucking money all said. That's all I got to say. And that will wrap it up. Episode number five of the Bronx Bias Podcast in the books once again, I am your host. My name is Denzel. You can follow me on the social media platforms. Get in touch or get in tune. Don't be afraid to hit me up. Uh, thank you guys again for listening. I'm going to fade you out with a great song because it is the month of March and it's mad as fuck out here. So I'm going to play March Madness by Future Bronx Bias Podcast Episode 5. We out. Dress it up and make it real for me. <laughs> Whatever that fucking means. Dirty soda in the styrofoam. Spend a day to get my mind blown. Dress it up and go to Nassau. 200 miles on the dash. Got a roller pound up a gas. Switch your lanes in the Grand Rapids. We the one that kept it cool with all these niggas till these niggas start acting. Shoot a nigga like a film in a movie, nigga gone, let him have We ballin' like the March Madness. All these cops shoot a nigga tragic. Only one that live in lavish. Like I'm playing for the Mavericks. I don't want it for the bitch that might have made me fuck her even though she average. Dirty money in the cook. 45 by my good. We young nigga in the cook. Take you out for some joints. Count this money, no rush. I'm on the one way flushing. Loud packs, smell it must. These fucking police can't touch me. These bogus police can't touch me. These fucking niggas can't touch me. Apply the pressure with the VBS. I try to fall like it was a ship. Try to fall like it was a ship. Lift it up and go to an offset. Fuck a cougar like she hollered. Future hands is dirty, spry legendary. Dirty something in the sky for Spend a day to get my mind blown. Dress it up and go to Nassau. 200 miles on the dash. Got a roller pound up a gas. Put your lanes in the Grand Rapids. We the one that kept it cool with all these niggas till these niggas start acting. Shoot a nigga like a film in a movie, nigga. Gonna let them have it. We ballin' like the March Madness. All these cops shoot a nigga tragic. Only one that live in lavish. Like I'm playing for the Mavericks. I don't want it for the bitch that might have made me fuck her even though she have it. Fuck on the basic bitch. We gon' wake up and smoke up some blood and fuck. She gon' keep it so real with a nigga that I'ma come back and always gon' fuck with her. Been the curve and the spread like a motor bus. I was working the serving in Nautica. I get hot till I'm higher than Mercury. Fuck around, teach you that recipe. Fuck around, you gon' be out of here. Make it say huh like a nigga with jewelry. Soon as that work hit the city, we move it. Post up in honest and shoot us a movie. Post up in honest and shoot us a movie. Take the to the side of coming just in case a nigga ever gotta use it. Get a paint of coat and pour it up, nigga.
the soda in the for Spend a day to get my mind blown. Dress it up and go to NASA. 200 miles on the dash. Got a roller pound up in passing. Switch your lanes in the Grand Rapids. We the one that kept it cool with all these niggas till these niggas start acting. Shoot a nigga like a film in a movie, nigga. Gonna let them have it. We ballin' like the Marsh Madness. All these cops shoot a nigga tragic. Only one that livin' lavish. Like I'm playin' for the Mavericks. I don't want her for the bitch that might have made me fuck her even though she average.